You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Friday morning. Now, let's turn to our final guest of the week. In the next 15 minutes or so, we're chatting with our Shanghai-based artist and musician, Brian Offenther. And this time, we'll be talking a little bit more about his recent, uh, uh, his recent music discovery and also about the Smoky Mountain Elvis Festival. Welcome back on the program, Brian. It's great to see you today. How are you? I wouldn't get a chance to speak with you, but it has worked out and I'm happy to chat with you and your listeners on RTHK3. Yes, it's great to see you and our listeners will be able to also see you in person. Uh, if they uh, want to, they can go to our Facebook page, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. This way you'll be able to see and hear Brian there. Now, it's it's lovely to always hear your music recommendation. You always uh, bring us great uh, new tracks from the mainland uh, across the border from us. This time you've you've traveled to the U.S. Um, but before we talk about that trip, what have you been up to? I know last time we spoke about your your recent trip to uh, uh, Thailand uh, to, to DJ, and then you went back to Shanghai. What have you been up to? And did you do any cool things over uh, the New Year's? And what sorts of music uh, did you discover? Well, I'm trying to think about the last time uh, exactly what it was we discussed, but I was just in Singapore yes, in sorry, late yes. November. Yes, yeah. Singapore. Yes, Is that what you meant? Yeah, yeah, yeah beg your pardon, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all good. No, the, the, the Singapore trip was great, and they had the Great Literature Festival there. Um, December, I kind of uh, stayed put in, in Shanghai and, uh, you know, doing my holiday work and, you know, Shanghai really got into the holiday spirit. And then uh, for this year, I've been flying to the States. I was just in Florida, where I'm from, and I'm going to be doing a tour around here. And in South Florida, I got to meet up with some great uh, music people and meet in person some uh, with some people that I've been corresponding with. Um, yeah. That's great. And now you are um, you're going to be heading to another festival uh. tomorrow. The Elvis Festival. You yeah. are an Elvis fan. That's how I think your journey to Hong Kong. I think that's how our paths cross. You you came to Hong Kong for a, an Elvis thing, and you spoke to Uncle Ray as well and Anders Nelson. Um, and sure. that's how. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I've been involved with a lot of different Elvis activities, including some with the Hong Kong Elvis Fan Club, uh, which is made up with a lot of lovely people. Uh, as I think we've discussed in the past, Hong Kong has, I think, the oldest international continuous Elvis fan club in the world, and they do a lot of different activities, and I was a part of their last event, and it was great. And so, but I've done that. I've done lectures about Elvis, including talking about how his guitarist and first manager, uh, Scotty Moore, lived in Shanghai, and I put on the mainland China's first Elvis festival, and on and on and on. So... Uh, because of all that stuff, I was lucky to be invited to be a judge at this really great Elvis festival happening in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, uh, which is in East Tennessee. And this is their second annual one. And I'm going to be judging the ETAs or Elvis tribute artists, or as they're usually known colloquially, the El uh, Elvis impersonators. Um, and so that's what's brought me here. And I'm looking forward to getting in the Tennessee Elvis spirit. Of course, Elvis lived in Tennessee for most of his life.
Yeah, oh, that reminds us. Um, that reminds me of one we had in Hong Kong, Melvis. Uh, Melvis Kwok Lam Oh, sure. Yeah, oh, uh, sadly he passed away. He passed away in yeah. 2020. Yeah, wow, it's a few years There's back. There's a documentary I know in production about him. That's right, um, Nicola. Really lovely... Nicola Fan. Yeah, is... Nick. Yeah, she's awesome. Yes, she's been on the program several times and also uh, w- w- with Richie as well, uh, talking about the documentary. Definitely one not to miss. Um, yeah, so uh, did you have any sneak previews? Do you know who these Elvis tribute artists are? Uh, have you heard of some of them before? Did you sort of uh, YouTube some of their acts before, or is it all fresh to you? Or do you have a sort of idea of what sorts of things to expect? Well, Noreen, I'm coming into this with the strictest of integrity. So I, I can't reveal too much things. <laughs> I've done some research, um, but you know, um, I, I have done some projects with ETAs and seen performances in places like Hong Kong or uh, where they have the world's biggest Elvis festival, which is in Porthcawl, Wales. Uh, and the organizer, one of the co-organizers of this festival is Timmy Hendry, who I had over in Shanghai. But, you know, I'm not completely engulfed in the ETA community. So I bring along certainly some expertise, but I am not a usual on the circuit in America for the uh, Elvis tribute artist (laughs) competition. So I'm coming in with a little bit more of a fresh perspective, as we say, but I'm, I'm really looking for people who can bring some integrity to such an interesting sort of performance art. I'm so glad you say that. Yeah, going there with with fresh eyes. Just out of curiosity, though, I'm just trying to think what sorts of qualities would make for a good Elvis impersonator? Now, you know, step away from the the, the judge's hat, just, you know, just as a musician yourself. I I, I think just to have that level of stage, just to command the stage the way that, you know, Elvis did. That's a really hard quality to, yeah. What sorts of qualities uh, would make for a good Elvis impersonator? Is it the voice? Does yeah. it come down to the voice, or does it come down to something else? That it's an it's an interesting quality in this sort of sense. And we we say Elvis tribute artist. We don't say impersonator. Oh, I beg in the e- computer. No, oh. no, no. It's, it's all no, good. It's yeah, good yeah. That you corrected. That, so we don't say yeah. impersonator. It's Elvis uh, tribute tribute artist. Art. Artist ETA is the preferred parlance for people oh, in this you. world. Yeah, thank you for enlightening yeah. me. I had no idea. Okay. And, yeah, no, no. So what, here's what's interesting about ETAs is that it is you're performing on two different levels. See, on one level, it probably seems pretty simple because there's a set of motions and vocal qualities that you can pick up from the original Elvis. But it's also, in a sense, being able to adapt it to the situation to make it feel real. So, for example, I feel like in some ways people look down upon tribute artists because they think it's an imitation. But it's not really just that. It's like taking on a classic role. You know, like if someone was to perform as Richard III, we don't say you're doing a Shakespeare tribute artist role. We say you're encompassing a famous and yeah, you're performing a role that might have been established, but people want to know what you can bring to it while still being true to the original text or the original person. So in some ways it probably sounds simple, but in other ways, 
there's really an additional level of complexity to it. And learning how to balance those two aspects, both being entertaining in the moment, but also doing so with the vocabulary of the original artist is really an interesting balance. Yeah, that's an interesting way of looking at it. you know, what about that point if you're going to watch um, a Shakespeare, you know, everybody knows the story of Hamlet, for example. Well, not everybody, sure. but a lot of people know the story of Hamlet <laughs> or, uh, or or Goldilocks and the Three Bears or something like that. But it's what's interesting yeah. is to, to see the directors and the artists interpretation or representation of that story. So you're going to a performance knowing the story, but you're watching for their Ooh. version, for their adaptation or for their representation of it. Is the same said for, you know, um, an impersonator, uh, you know, for a tribute artist? Um, Or are you really looking out for the same qualities? You're really looking for somebody who acts and walks and talks and sings like the person they're trying to pay tribute to? Or are they looking for the artist's own representation of the artist, if that makes sense? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's certainly an interesting I mean, um, if I'm going to a, Britney, like, a Britney tribute artist, for example, I would want her to sing and sound like Britney. You know, that's how I would. If she doesn't sound like Britney, I might be like, well, you know, doesn't sound like. Or is it a bit different for Elvis? Because he's um, been gone for a long time. And also uh, people sort of uh, make it into a separate thing. You know, it 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 stems yeah. from it stems from uh, the the impersonation, but now it's become a tribute rather than yeah. I, I don't know. I, I except for some rare occasions where they people will pay tribute to very specific events. It's interesting to see how it's adapted to the situation at hand, because obviously it's not 1954 to 1977. You're not in a theater that Elvis played in necessarily or the situation so you you want to see how someone can embody that role in the current environment that you're in that's a really good point yeah and what about the demographics i mean the audience going to see it is it necessarily uh, the audience for you know the previous gener uh, for, for elvis's generation or is it a, a much younger crowd who actually um you know, may never have even seen Elvis in action or, um, you know, live performing yeah. or, you know, is it a younger crowd? I, I, it, I, well, you know, that that's, a, it's a, the phenomenon of Elvis, of course, isn't, you know, is a really interesting one. Like, you know, Elvis never performed in Hong Kong, but he's had a fan club there. Oh. Uh, you know, there, there's certainly a, a, grow, a changing demographics because people who had a potential potential to see him in person are not as common, but there are people who discover Elvis through things like the Baz Luhrmann movie or the, the Christmas special that they had in December. So it's something that's kind of being passed on through the generations. And so you have some older people and you have some younger people and you also have, um, international people and American people and black people and white people and many different graphics. One thing with Elvis that's really special as a artist and performer is that he's really a blank campus that you could put a lot of interesting topics on. So there's 
ideas of him being a Southern person, him being a white person, him being a someone who sang blues, who sang rock and roll, who sang gospel. He was really, you know, like a Kung Fu expert who had to be able to adapt <laughs> to any sort of situation that he was in. That's right. He has fans from, you know, all walks of life. Even, all sorts of walks of life. Yeah. You mentioned one interesting point, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't know he never performed in Hong Kong, but he has such a, you know, a, a fan club it, itself. Where does that appreciation come from? Why, you know, why did, why why is there such an established fan base here in, in Hong Kong, or perhaps even in in, main, in the mainland from, from people that you've come across? Well, that's a, that's a really interesting question. I'm sure Helen Fung, the president of the Elvis fan club, would have a lot to say about that. So, but I don't want to put things into her words. I, but I think that, you know, be, with all these things surrounding Elvis and, you know, his biography and some of the lore around him, it's easy to forget that he was just a great artist as well. Some of the stuff I'm not a fan of, like I, I don't stand completely blind to his work, but if you just look at what he was able to do in his great songs as a performer and interpreter, and including, yes, even some of the great movies that he did, and there are some of those, King Creole, Jehovah's Rock, he really touched a lot of people. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's like anything else. But, but one thing with Elvis that is so fascinating, because, you know, I live abroad as an expat, and Elvis never really did concerts outside of the United States. There were two minor ones in Canada. He visited Germany when he was in the military, but there were not other international shows. And uh, one of the reasons behind that that's generally understood is that his manager, Colonel Parker, who was a famous figure, even just being the manager of Elvis, was actually an illegal immigrant to America. And because of that, never had a proper passport. So he could not travel with Elvis to go internationally. So there's a lot of different lore around that. Oh, wow. I had no idea. That's an interesting point because his manager couldn't go on tour with him. So just decided uh, to stay locally. No. And before, I suppose he, he had enough clout and enough uh, sort of uh, enough fans to sustain him um, locally. Oh. Well, he, he, Elvis himself expressed an interest in performing internationally. Yeah. Surely but another the relationship with him. Well, Colonel Parker was a very controlling guy. You know, the, the, the Baz Luhrmann film really focuses upon him. He had a very strong influence in everything that Elvis did from, uh, so even including like the song selection and the publishing and the film role. So that's a, that's a topic that I could talk at, at length about, but it's really unfortunate. And, but what's, what's so fascinating, you go to a place like Melbourne, Australia, and they have an Elvis memorial uh, for Elvis in the cemetery in Melbourne. So you're going inside a cemetery and there's people there mourning their loved ones, but you're kind of going there as a fan of Elvis into a cemetery and you're seeing the dedication and the, the tribute that people are paying to him in Australia and Elvis never got close to Australia. Wow. Um, just very briefly, we've got a couple of minutes left. Um, um, Brian, what about the, the biggest uh, Elvis festival? I remember you mentioned something. 
It's not in America. No. Uh, it's, it's one of the most interesting things that I've ever experienced. It's in Porthcawl, Wales. And it's a small town, I think like an hour outside of Cardiff. And uh, it's really hard to explain. The entire town becomes Elvis 5. Every window is covered with Elvis. Everyone walks around in Elvis regalia. People travel from around the world. Every single pub and uh, fish shop is has like corners, like where there's people are singing karaoke. It's 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 a uh, it's a that's mind war. And, and this the, is Wales. The world's biggest Elvis festival. Wales. This is in Wales. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I I visited. They they have remotes from radio shows. And I, I, I sang karaoke at a place. They have Elvis tribute artists, but also everything is Elvis. Like it's 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 really a, a mind warp. The, it, there's also in Parksdale, South uh, Australia, New South Wales, they have the South, the Southern Hemisphere's biggest Elvis festival, which apparently is similar. And that's and again in a town in the outback. And there's a great documentary about it. And uh, Hopefully, I will be attending that festival in 2025. Yes, well, Bride, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. I love all the music discoveries that um, you, you sure. share with our listeners um, from over the border. And now you are currently traveled to uh, uh, to the United States, uh, which you are in Tennessee, and you're about to attend to the second annual Smoky Mountain Elvis Festival, which I did not know the biggest uh, Elvis Festival, if you like, is in Wales. Always lovely to learn new things from you. And I look forward to the next chat that we have. All the best for tomorrow and keep us posted uh, to let us know uh, when's the, who's the best Elvis tribute artist. I learned today not to call them impersonators. And within the community, they are known as ETAs or Elvis tribute artists. All the best and thank you so much for your time today. Until next time, thank you so much. Bye-bye, Noreen. Thank Bye you. Bye for now.